guys, it's Layla Cheek, your host to Ample Cause, Our Justification. I just want to thank you for joining me again on another episode of Hamlet Island, uh, my memoir series and, and testimony. And I just want to um, just give a praise to God and just thank him for everything he's been doing and how he's just been such a such an advocate to me, such um, such a joy and such a peace in my life um, during all these times. So... Uh, join me in prayer. Father God, thank you so much um, for for being our wisdom, for showing us wisdom, for showing us um, fear of the Lord and in that beginning of knowledge is with you and reverence for you. I know our world is so complicated and so um, complex and so many um, different people and systems um, make up this uh, society that we live in, Lord, and we need your insight and your wisdom to give us guidance, Lord, and your um, ultimate all-knowing um, perspective to navigate some of these tough waters that we're in. So, Father, thank you for for your your proverbs and for your your even your riddles and for um, your guidance, um, doing what is just and right and fair. Uh, for giving prudence to the simple and knowledge and discretion to the young. Um, may the wise listen and add to their learning and let discerning and get uh, get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, sayings and the riddles of the wise. May we never forget um, the beginning of, of knowledge starts with you, Lord, and, and the fear of you and the reverence of you. May we always be in awe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys, and with that being said, I just wanted to start off our island life today with uh, Saul. When he heard their words, the Spirit of God came upon him in power, and he burned with anger. He took a pair of oxen, cut them in pieces, then he sent the pieces by messengers throughout Israel, proclaiming, this is what will be done to the oxen of anyone who does not follow Saul and Samuel. Then the terror of the Lord fell on the people, and they turned out as one man. And when Saul mustered them at Bezek, the people, the men of Israel numbered 300,000, and the men of Judah, 30,000. So we see how Saul mustered all his troops and gathered an army, so to speak, for himself in this battle and just got all the people to align with him as one man, it says. They came out um, as one. And he sent the fear and the terror of himself, I guess, in these people. Uh, it wasn't the fear of the Lord, that's for sure. And they, you know, were scared. They all joined sides with him. He cut this oxen up and sent its chunks of its pieces across all Israel. And he's like, that will happen to anyone who doesn't back me up and take my side. So there was great fear on these people. And they decided, like, hey, we're going to band with you because the great terror of the Lord fell on the people. But ultimately, I think it was, um, in his case, it was definitely, you know, just a rash way of gathering, um, mustering troops for himself. Um... Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. 
He'll judge between nations. Um, be dressed, ready for service. Keep your lamps burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for, for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he'll dress himself to serve, will he, he, we'll have them uh, recline at the table, and will come wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour that thief was coming, he would not have let his house get broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come an hour when you don't expect him. So, um, you see, if the owner of the house knew when uh, the thief was going to come, he would have been prepared. He would have, you know, not let his house get broken into. He would have had locks, shackles, um, firewalls, you name it. But uh, when you're not aware, you're unsuspecting, when you're not watchful, when you don't know, uh, he'll show up at the second, third hour of the night when you're sleeping and resting peaceful in your bed. And that thief will break into your house and plunder you and uh, take whatever he wants. And so, um, you know, Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? And the Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time? It'll be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth. He'll put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant says to himself, Ah, oh, my master's taking a long time in coming. And then he begins to beat his maidservants and uh, eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he's not aware of. He'll come to pieces and assign him a place with unbelievers. That servant who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what his master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does the things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So he's saying, uh, even if your master's delaying and coming, uh, don't, you know, be lazy and start, uh, you know, beating your maidservant and eating and drinking and getting drunk and doing whatever you want. Because he'll come at an hour you don't expect and uh, he'll catch you in your debauchery. And... your way in inhabitants of Shafir in nakedness and shame the inhabitants of Zanon 
Do not come out. The lamentation of Beth Azel shall take away from you its standing place. But the inhabitants of Meroth wait anxiously for good, because disaster has come down from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. Harness the steeds to the chariots, the inhabitants of Lachish, it was the beginning of sin, to the daughter of Zion, for in you were found transgressions of Israel. Therefore you shall give parting gifts to Moresh and Gath. The house of Axib shall be a deceitful thing to the kings of Israel. Roll yourself in dust. Seeing that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always and pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. What can we do to make the sea quiet down for us? He said, The Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. For this is perhaps why he parted from you for a while, that he may have him back forever, no longer as a bond servant, but more than a bond servant, as a beloved brother, especially to me. And how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Now, if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. Receive him. And so they um, listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and wine and they were to drink and gave them vegetables. And every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he, Daniel was found ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in the kingdom. Epaphras is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus. He greets you always, serving on your behalf in prayers that you may stand fully mature and assured in the will of God. That you may stand mature and fully assured in the will of God. I bear and witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Hierapolis. Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, he greets you, as does Demas. Demas, remember, was our uh, fellow Jew that was so in love with the current world. In love with the, the present world. In love with the vanities. Give my greeting to the brothers of La at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. When this letter has been read among you, have it read also in the church of Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. This is um, that letter, the mystery of godliness and the beauty of truth. That's on my podcast as well as my letter to my mayor. That was my testimony. Um, he's saying, have this read. And say to the occupants, see that you fulfill the mystery that you have received in the Lord. 
how this letter read. And there's some lies over what's going on, how this started, why this started, and the connection of the people involved here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Doubtless you'll quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there are many widows in Israel in the day of Elijah. When the heavens were shut up for three years and six months, a great famine came over all the land. But Elijah was sent to none of those. Only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there are many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. And none of them were clean, but only named in the Syrian. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who desires to take the water of life without price. I want everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of this book of prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and the holy city which is described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. They will be in fear of you. You'll show faithfulness to Jacob, steadfast love to Abraham, as you have sworn to our fathers from days of old. As he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I'm thirsty. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him. He said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent. If any man comes and asks you, is anyone in here, say no. But Jael, the wife of Hebar, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. Then she went softly to him, drove the peg into his temple, until it went down onto the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness. Then he died. And behold, as Barak was pursuing Sisera, Jael went out to meet him, and said to him, 
Come and I'll show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went into her tent, and there lay Sisera dead with the tent peg in his temple. They'll be in fear of you. You shall faithfulness to Jacob, steadfast love to Abraham, as you sworn to our fathers from the days of old. Whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do not be harsh with your wives. Children, obey your parents in everything. This pleases the Lord. And fathers, don't provoke your children unless they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are earthly masters, not by way of eye service or people pleasers, but in sincerity of the heart, fearing God, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive your inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Joy and gladness from the house of our God. Even the beasts of the field pant for you, because the water brooks are dried up, and fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness. And so he, off, he has his offering to the Lord. It was a fat offering. He shall remove the whole fat tail, cut off close to the backbone, and that fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that's on the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat that's on them, at the loins and the long lobe of the liver, that he shall remove with the kidneys. And the priest shall burn it on the altar as a food offering to the Lord. The priest shall burn them on the altar of the food offering with a pleasing aroma. All fat is the Lord's. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwelling places that you eat neither fat nor blood. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord for his ungloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Amen to that. Um, from Italy was his wife Priscilla because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. He went to see them, and because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked. For they were tent makers by trade, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. Tent makers by trade. Just are you, O Holy One. Who was, who is, and who was, for you brought these judgments. 
For they have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. And I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. Draw water for the siege, strengthen your force, go into the clay, tread the mortar, take hold of the brick mold, there will the fire devour you, the sword will cut you off, and it will devour you like the locust, and multiply yourselves like the locust, it will multiply like the grasshopper, for you increased your merchants more than the stars of heaven, the locust spreads its wings and flies away. Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope excuse me, in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God has he, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. For they themselves report concerning what kind of reception we had among you. So wait for the Son of, wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Belshazzar, when he tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of gold and of silver that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple, in Jerusalem be brought, that the king and his lords and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought the golden vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his lords and his wives and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. And immediately the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand. The king saw the hand as it wrote, and the king's color changed. His thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way, and his knees knocked together. And the king called loudly to bring in the enchanters, the Chaldeans, the astrologers. And the king declared to the wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck. He shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. And then he sent him and called him in Jeroboam. And all the assembly of Israel came and said, Rehoboam, your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lay in the hard service of your father his heavy yoke on us and we'll serve you. But he said to them, Go away for three days, then come to me. So the people went away. Then the king Rehoboam took counsel with the old man who had stood before Solomon, his father, excuse me, while he was yet alive, I'm sorry, and saying, How do you advise me to answer this people? They said to him, If you will be a servant to this people today and serve them and speak good words to them, whom you answer them, then they'll be your servants forever. But he abandoned the counsel of the old men that they gave him 
and took the calf of the young man who he grew up with and stood before him. And he said to them, What do you advise that I should answer this people who have said to me, Lighten the yoke that your father put on us? The young man who had grown up with him said to him, Thus ye shall speak to the people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. You shall say to them, My little finger is thicker, stronger maybe, than your father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I'll add to your yoke. So it's like, uh, you thought his yoke was bad. Wait till I add to it. My father disciplined you with whips. I'll discipline you with scorpions. So he, not, you know, when they were asked to lighten the load, he, you know, abandoned the old men's counsel that said, uh, hey, if you do, you know, good to the people and are pleasing, they'll serve you forever. Uh, he took on the young men's counsel and um, tightened their load and made it even heavier than his father's. And he's like, uh, if you thought his yoke was bad when he disciplined you with whips, I'll discipline you with scorpions. I'll add to your yoke and make it ten times heavier. Fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. For the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He'll rejoice over you with gladness, and he'll quiet you with his love. He'll exult over you with loud singing. And I'll gather those of you who mourn for the festivals that you'll no longer suffer reproach. At that time, I'll deal with your oppressors. These things are excellent and profitable. All her with me, send greetings. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Oh, Father God, thank you so much for just reminding us of your grace and for your mercy and for remembering mercy and wrath. And thank you, Lord, for um, being a God of light and being a God of truth and um, being a God who doesn't delight in wickedness or perversiveness or cunning or craft, but Lord, do you delight in, in walking in, in reverence of, uh, with you and fear the Lord. And God, we know that um, a good name should be chosen rather than any riches or any um, money. And so help us, God, to do what's pleasing in your sight and in the sight of man. Help us have a right heart before you first. And help us to um, preserve knowledge and, and to, you know, seek instruction from you first and foremost. And um, may you um, always be our Lord Almighty or El Shaddai may you um, always um, prevail when you speak and when you when you speak to us and when we um, go astray or when we're even um, following Lord may you continue to, to guide us in Jesus name we pray Amen